Hey everyone, this is Jamie Bateman. Real quickly, I wanted to share with you something uh, that's been pivotal in the growth and success of my businesses, and that is my partnership with Haven Financial Services. Um, I've been working with Haven for over a year now. Christine Valdez was on episode 70 of this podcast. So go check that out if you want to hear her story. It was a fantastic personal story for sure. But Haven has been awesome. They provide me with monthly reports that are super clear and discernible. And it, that provides me with clarity and focus so that I can do what I do best, which is running my businesses, not preparing financial reports. Um, again, if you're in the market for a top-notch financial service company, uh, or if you just want to check one out, go to www.jamiebateman slash Haven and check out Haven Financial Services. Again, that's jamiebateman slash Haven. I uh, can't recommend them enough. Christine and her team have been fantastic. So I definitely recommend you check out Haven Financial Services at www.jamiebateman forward slash Haven. Let's get back to the show. Today, you get the opportunity to hear from Connor Steinbrook. Connor has a wild story. Um, he was a an online poker player for about eight years, and then that entire industry was shut down overnight. And so his his identity and income and everything that was wrapped up in playing poker vanished instantaneously. He reached a really dark point after that, after having made some poor decisions that got him into a place where he wasn't sure if he was going to, you know, actually carry on with with life frankly so it's an incredible comeback story you know we talk a lot about mindset he's a high energy kind of guy he spews a ton of information it's just nonstop. you know you're going to want to get out your your pen and paper for this one for sure um, it's one you might have to listen to two or three times because he just is a very energetic encouraging inspiring individual with a lot of real world examples and a lot of just mindset knowledge a lot of just a lot of good stuff in this one. Connor turned it around and he's an influencer. He's a real estate, you know, he's done a ton of different types of real estate investing. And he's actually the founder of Wolfpack Revenue Share Organization. And he's one of the top 30 EXP realty influencers. He's got a team of almost 3,000 agents under him with EXP. And he's making 100 grand a month, it sounds like, just from just from that. So it's a fascinating story, and you're not going to want to miss it. Welcome to the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. Are you an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Then this show is for you. Each week, we bring you impactful stories of real people who have overcome painful human adversity to create a life of abundance. A life of abundance. You are not alone in your struggle. Join us and you will experience the power of true stories and gain practical knowledge from founders who have turned poverty into prosperity and weakness into wealth. This podcast will encourage you through your health, relationship, and financial challenges so you can become the hero in your quest for freedom. Take ownership of the life you are destined to live. Turn your adversity into abundance. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the From Adversity to Abundance podcast. I am your host, Jamie Bateman, and I'm pumped today to have with us Connor Steinbrook. Um, Connor is the founder of the Wolfpack Revenue Share Organization and 
one of the top 30 EXP Realty influencers. And among other things, we'll, we'll get into uh, everything else. Some of the other things that you have your hands in, Connor. But Connor, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great as well. This is uh, I've already had a, a fun time chatting with you before we hit record. So we just needed to hit <laughs> record so the, the audience could enjoy this time as well. Um, for, for the listener out there, beyond what I just said, who are you, Connor? And what are you up to today? Yeah, yeah, in a nutshell, I had uh, some doors open to other doors. And I think that's how business is for a lot of entrepreneurs, where sometimes their start doesn't always end up where they thought it was going to go and leads to other doors that actually could be the business that was the one that made them. But um, I started out in a weird path. I live in Dallas, Texas. I went to the University of Oklahoma for uh, when I went to college back in 2003, which is a little bit, little bit of time ago. I'm getting up there now. I'm about to turn 39. But um, <laughs> I went to college. And at the time, I was living in the freshman dorm. And what happened was the online poker boom exploded and uh, a guy named Chris Moneymaker won the World Series of Poker and satellite it in from an online tournament or something like that. Okay. And did it, he made millions of dollars off like an initial $40, some type of investment. And every college kid in America's head exploded and said, my mom gave me 40 bucks or I can get 40 <laughs> bucks and uh, created right. a big boom on the internet. And so I started playing for really low stakes and worked my way up from pennies to dollars, tens of dollars, and was one of the top online poker players for you know, about eight years and then a uh, government regulation kicked in and uh, the U S department of justice shut down the big poker sites. They were just kind of a weird thing going on. They were not really regulated. They were hosted off uh, outside the U S on islands from like mm-hmm. the journey gaming is kind of weird situation. And what does government do when they can't tax you or regulate you? <laughs> they either figure sure. out how to get their piece or they destroy they you pretty much what happened. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, the websites got shut down and uh, it wasn't that they got shut down. It was the way that they got shut down. Mm-hmm. Imagine waking up to go to work and logging on and the U.S. Department of Justice sees the way you make a living and you did nothing wrong. So it wasn't like the poker players did, it was the sites. And so what happened was uh, they seized the, the sites and almost a decade of my life was surrounding one skill set and I didn't have any anything else going on and it was now gone. And so my identity disappeared overnight. So did my environment. So all my best friends Everybody, we were all doing this together. Yeah. It wasn't just like me. So it was a really crazy time. People, people took their own lives. Wow. Um, There's all sorts of problems came from it. And um, yeah, well, let me let me go back for a second. Obviously, I was a young kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had and, a, I had a friend. I'm a little bit older than you, and I had a friend my age from college who was playing poker as well. And honestly, at the time, I, you know, I was like, "What do you What do you mean you're you you play poker for a living? I, I don't get that." Like it. So, and I I do remember this change in his life as well. It was, it was a massive overnight shift. Um, and, and to your point about your identity, I think that's easily glossed over because, and we've had some, some guests on the show. In fact, I've talked about this myself with, you know, my identity in college was wrapped up in in playing lacrosse. I was, you know, good, very good lacrosse player. We were number one in in the country in division three. And, you know, the listener might, if you're not familiar with that sport, they might say, well, you, you were playing a sport, who cares? It's like, you're playing this online game, who cares, right? But it's like, no, you did this for eight years. This is who you were. And you said you were one of the top poker players in the in the country. It's not just about the your income that's vanished overnight due to outside you know conditions, but it's who you were. So to me, that's like, I don't want to gloss over that because that's, that's, it's just a massive thing. Um, we've had a professional baseball player on the show who got injured and had to kind of come back home and, and put his t- tail between his legs and just reinvent himself. And it's like, 
Yeah, you yeah. could say, well, he was a professional baseball player. Must be nice. Yeah, he did that for a year or two, and then his entire world was rocked. So I don't want to uh, keep, keep rambling on because this show's not about me. It's about you. But I mean, yeah. kind of just dive into that a little bit more as far as the, the identity piece. I mean, eight years, you don't have to say how much you were making or anything, but what was the context kind of give us a little more detail about the context leading up to that that Friday where everything was shut down. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting you brought that up. So I was actually, uh, I played the cross. I played all oh, okay. sports, but I actually nice. was, I was a deep hole. <laughs> so okay, I, nice. I played at Plano yeah. West, which our high school is uh, the Wolfpack. So if you look on okay. the internet, Plano West in North Dallas, we are the Wolfpack, which later, cool. uh, hence where I brought the team name, the Wolfpack from. Yeah. So uh, I think that's why I went into poker for the first, for, for one reason, um, was that I did play a lot of team sports and yeah. I was in that kind of environment and played a lot of team sports. And then when everything disappeared, um, and I went off to call or I stopped playing sports. I went off to college and I kind of had an, I maybe an identity crisis there. Cause I was always an athlete and I didn't really maybe identify it like that. But when I came across poker, it filled in the loss of competition and loss of, mm-hmm. you know, everything that we get from playing sports, if that kind of makes sense. So like sure. poker filled the gap of when I stopped playing baseball, basketball, football, and lacrosse and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, with my poker career, I made good money. I don't think, you know, people probably think, you know, we made way more than we did. I mean, some people made millions of dollars and probably making seven figures a year. I mean, I made decent money, but, uh, I made, I was at a point where a lot of people asked me like when the sites got shut down, did I have money tied up on them and things like that? Mm-hmm. Negligible amounts. Like the, the big gotcha. hurt from this was the future opportunity cost of the skill set of what the income mm-hmm. it could create from it. I didn't I capitalize. So you, you think about a business or anything, growing anything like social media, the yeah. effort and risk and, and and the adversities of mostly front loaded and then the payoffs on the back end. And what was so mm-hmm. tough was I, I did have struggles along the way and I went broke a number of times and I started over and I'd just gotten into like where I was at the peak of my career. Like I was really like crushing everybody just to be honest, not flexed, but like, yeah. I was yeah. really at where I was figured the game out and then it mm-hmm. pulled the plug and it's like, Holy crap. You know, like all this that I invested in everything that I'd done to get yes. to that point is just gone. Um, and, so and that just was to, really kind of set this, yeah, sorry to cut. So, but the there was zero warning. It's not like you had a warning of in twelve months they're thinking about doing this or any. There was zero warning whatsoever, right? Not for my mindset. So I had no idea it was coming. Now, maybe going back historically, there might have been some some back whispers in the wind. Maybe that something sure. like this could happen. But um, yeah. for most of us, like it was literally we went to bed. I mean, like literally, I got up that day, so I did like a a pre uh a pre-routine before i started playing mm-hmm. where i'd stretch and get all my drinks at the table and i had like a whole system because i'm getting ready to go to war for the day and uh i get all that done i get on i log on and there's a big banner u.s department of justice has seized full tilt poker and i'm like that's weird wow. what's going on here and i was like that's okay something's happening you know they'll figure it out and then i'm, yeah, I'm like yeah. i'm gonna go log into poker stars and then that same thing i logged into poker stars and the same thing u.s department of justice has seized poker stars and shut it down. And I was like, holy crap, wow. what is going on? And uh, I actually was in a little bit of denial in the beginning mm. where I don't think I let it emotionally hit me because there's like a week or two where like, I really didn't let it. So there's like a weird window of time where it like didn't hit and then it hit like really hard. Mm. And, uh, and it was, I made some bad mistakes and this is a good mm. lesson for you entrepreneurs that you are going to come across mass adversity on your journey. And you're going to have problems and all sorts of things that seem unfair or you're even cursed. But um, maybe we'll go into this later. Sometimes these are blessings for you. Yeah. But um, 
you know, like you're going to, you're going to have to go through these things and, um, yeah. and it, you just have to take it on the chin and keep going because uh, like, what if I stopped at that moment and gave up on life, which is a choice I had. And, uh, one of the big things I want you guys to understand is when bad things happen or just even a small problem in the business happens, mm-hmm. emotional awareness and emotional control. Don't let the problem that you're facing lead to other problems. Problems mm-hmm. are normal and natural. Mm-hmm. what's not a problem or what is the problem is when you have one problem that compounds itself into others. Mm-hmm. So let's say I yeah. have like a, a rental property and a, a HVAC goes out. Well, yeah. if I take that problem or the headache and I take the emotion from it and I go back now I'm on the road and someone's driving by me and they almost cut me off and I'm getting in a road rage fight. I go home and I have bad mood and I give an attitude to the kids and kick the dog away from me and fight with the wife. This is where life mm-hmm. gets hurt and other businesses get hurt, not just for yeah. ourselves, but others. Yeah, where yeah, it's really we take good. negative emotion and problems and compound it. But um, yeah, com- compounding what, is what I do is I lost all my money playing blackjack and craps. So I took the wow. emotional hit from that and I made some very immature emotional decisions to go gamble off pretty much the rest of what I had. Mm-hmm. And I gambled off playing blackjack and craps. And before I knew it, I was in debt and had to move back home with my parents. And I was living in my sister's old bedroom, my three year old sister, because mine was now storage. And trying to figure out what the hell I'm going to do in life. And I literally gone from sports cars, diamond watches, $1,000 nights at the bar to living in my sister's bedroom on a single twin bed with a bar stool as my computer desk and wondering out, wondering how I got here. And uh, it actually led me to a point where I almost took my own life. And I, I'm a little bit more open with this over time because uh, I understand that people get trapped in this. And for yeah. me to get out of what I was in when I thought there was no escape from it. And to have yeah. the life I have now, I want you guys to understand no storm lasts forever. And I did get in kind of that, that mindset trap. And it wasn't that I wanted to take my own life. It was that I didn't, I didn't know how to live life at the moment where I felt my best days were behind me and my future was never going to be as good as the days that I once had. And it kind of created like this very cyclical negative loop where I just took all hope and faith out of my future. And then really what happened was uh, two things happened simultaneously. I, I brought my faith back into, back into my life. And then I came across personal education, self-development, mm. came across uh, Napoleon Hill's principles of success, his 17 principles of success, those old black and white recordings, which led me to think and grow rich, which led me to mm-hmm. like a lot of the cliche entrepreneurship books, as a man thinketh, richest man in mm-hmm. Babylon. Mm-hmm. Kind of went down that path and got big yeah. into Earl Nightingale, Bob Proctor, Les Brown, Zig Ziglar, uh, and, <laughs> and really got yeah. heavy into personal education. Mm-hmm. Now what that well, did was... I mean, yeah, yeah. No, well, just to jump in for a minute. Basically, I mean, one thing I just draw, drew out is that, that uh, I want to draw out for the listeners that compounding can go both ways, right? So you compounded it in a negative way for for a little while there, um, making bad decisions based because of the previously the previous kind of bad storm you were in, even if it wasn't your doing per se. Um, but then once you were able to flip that around to a positive mindset and positive actions and positive behavior those started to compound on each other in a, in a good way. So compounding is super, super powerful, um, whether negative or, yeah. or positive. Um, so, but before we, winning streaks. yeah, it's just, yeah, you're, what he's saying, just um, building momentum or a winning streak. So sure. you hear losing streaks and winning streaks. That's exactly what he's talking about. You're compounding off of. Absolutely. What you just yeah, did. That's, yeah. that's really good. So now just look, most of our listeners were never professional poker players, right? And are never going to be. And, you know, so your story is, is unique, which is awesome. I mean, it's, we've never had had this story on the, on the show before, 
but the reality is the, the principles are essentially are, are applicable across really anyone's story who's going through a hard time. And we've had guests on the show where, look, they were the primary cause of the hardship that they, that they, you know, it's really that compounding right. thing, but, you know, and in this case, you know, you weren't, you know, you weren't the cause of, of poker being shut down, but it's like, it really doesn't matter because that's the situation you found yourself in. So what we're trying to do here with the show is just inspire people, tell people, look, it it is going to be okay. You, you, but, and hardship is normal, whether you caused it or not, it's going to happen. And so when you get there, don't be surprised. <laughs> and so it's talk, a, talk us through a little bit a of that, you know, mindset shift of like, you, once you were at rock bottom, you know, I know you, you t- started to talk, uh, touch on it as far as finding different, insp- you know, inspirational books and things, but how did you shift from, I don't want to say woe is me, but feeling like you didn't have a way out or you, your future was dark. Really, what was that turning point for you? How did you shift to, to the future has hope and, and light? Yeah, I mean, the story that we tell ourselves is very important. So uh, uh, one thing was I, I convinced myself God hated me. I was cursed. And then I realized at one point uh, I didn't ban God or I thought God had banned me. I realized that I had banned God. So that was a mm. thought process I turned. And then for there's a good ending to the story, guys. I run a business that has 20, 100 agents that clears seven-figure net income. So at the time, that adversity of that almost made me take my life was the best thing that could ever happen to me because it led me to a new life. But I didn't know that at the time. So I'm going through this. Could you imagine that I had done that? And mm-hmm. the outcome would have been this or anything else that you want to believe that you guys can create with your mind. So this is something. So when I started reading Think of Rich and all these different things, I was an incredibly mm-hmm. negative person. I was, uh, I didn't like myself. I didn't like the world. I didn't like God. I didn't like my parents. I mm-hmm. hated everybody, blamed everybody. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I was very negative and yeah. I didn't realize that my thoughts were creating my environment. So there's two different mm-hmm. thought processes. Does our internal thinking process create the environment, meaning the house, the car, the lifestyle that we have, or does the environment create our thinking process? Meaning is it the government, the president's in control, who <laughs> our partners are, who, what our parents are, do we have money or not? And what I look like, my skin, like all these things that are external do not matter. Mm-hmm. The only thing that matters is your internal thought process because we move towards what we think about. And mm-hmm. so in the beginning of personal education, you're going to hear this. You're going to hear about the law of attraction, law of vibration, all these different things. And mm-hmm. it gets you super pumped up and super excited. And what mm-hmm. happened was I ran out there so confident, like, you know, like, I'm just like, you hear Jim Carrey talking about, he wrote a check and he's like, you know, manifesting mm-hmm. his future. And like, I was like, I'm going to be this huge real estate ty- tycoon, do all this type mm-hmm. of stuff. But mm-hmm. then I hadn't built the skill sets yet. And I, I took unnecessary risks that I would not mm-hmm. have if I didn't get so hyped up on this. Like, I'm just going to manifest anything and do all this. Sure. And that's how I really kind of got myself into debt. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people go down this process in personal education and, and, and that understanding of what we're talking about here. And they run out real quick and they don't see an immediate result. And they mm-hmm. start to doubt what they're doing and they question it and then they back off the process. Or they mm-hmm. run out too quick and stumble over themselves like I did and get themselves into a negative spot and, and mm-hmm. back off of it. And now they have a life problem that they can't get out of. But mm-hmm. I just, I con- mm-hmm. convicted my belief that this was going to work. And I continued down that process even during this hard time. But um, mm-hmm. for you guys that are struggling, maybe new in business, yeah. from the day I started my business, I went 100 grand in debt. Mm-hmm. And it took me 1,100 days to get to the day where I came out of debt. Uh, so mm-hmm. every single day, wow. I didn't take a single day off not flex. Like I was terrified that I was going to, everything was falling apart. Mm. So it's like, I was thrown off a cruise ship in the ocean and nowhere to go. So you just keep swimming. So I was sun up, sundown every single day. Cause it was survival mode. And then what happened was I finally got to where I got out of debt 
and my partner mm-hmm. stole like 30 grand and went right back into debt. So wow. for many of the years of my beginning of my business, I worked extreme amounts of time, put a massive pressure on my body. It was horrific and nothing mm-hmm. came out of it is what most people think. But what came out of it was the person that I built through all that adversity and struggle that was now strong enough and aware enough to capitalize on future opportunities and hold them up Mm -hmm. and build them that I could not have done without going through the struggles. So I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people feel problems in, in, you know, in the early business and they, they, they think this is happening just to me. It happens to all of you guys, but you need to look at your problems as gifts to get stronger. So a problem is like lifting a weight. You don't go to the gym yeah. to run from the weight bench. You go there to specifically find it. So you're trying sure. to find adversity. You're trying to find repetition and resistance. So the two things mm-hmm. that make us grow in life are pushing against resistance and repetition. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you can't yeah, just really do like good. 10 reps when you could do 100. You're not yeah. going to break down sure. and build up. So you need yeah, that, no, I, that resistance. Absolutely. And there's definitely, you know, there, there's definitely an art to it. It's not just a, a science and as far as, you know, when to pivot, when to change course. But, but one thing I'm pulling out is not just... It, that your options are to give up or pivot, but there's also, I'll call it a governor, like a, a throttle, um, a governor on your throttle, if you will. So in other words, um, you were going in the right direction, it sounds like, um, but you initially, when you when you you know really started to ramp up with the, the growth, personal growth stuff, and it wasn't that your direction was wrong. It was just, it sounds like your your pace was was too fast and you didn't have that governor because you hadn't built up the skill sets. Um, in order to keep things, uh, you know, and moving in a, in a safe, um, safe way. I was actually just watching, uh, just real quickly. Uh, we were watching this, it's called the quarterback on, on Netflix. It's got uh Patrick Mahomes and, and, uh, Kirk cousins and Marcus Mariota. Anyway, they go through the, 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 um, this last season. And one of the things Kirk cousins was talking about was he gets so fired up all the time. And, and his coach was like, okay, first of all, I just need you to chill out. Just, to take a step back and uh, so it's not that the passion is bad but you might need to bounce it off of your coach or someone else to to help you kind of keep it in check or you know keep that governor on it but um so uh, yeah w- what are your thoughts to that yeah i think i just like and i'm sure others think like they're just going to go on this perfect just i start here and i go upward mm-hmm. trajectory like right. you can't probably see me right now but i think <laughs> it's just going to be a straight up you know path right. and uh a lot of times it gets worse before it gets better. Not always. I mean, you've seen like, you've seen people yeah. come and spike their first business. It happens. Um, sure. Just not often. And, um, and also like, you know, like all that really matters is where you're at today. You know, you're at a bad spot. Nothing's going the way you want. You need to know where you want to go tomorrow. And so that's all that you need to know. You need to know the outcome, like GPS, like mm-hmm. you know where you're at, your address, you know, the outcome is the address you want to go to. You type that mm-hmm. in, in the middle, there's lots of turns and directions that you're going to have happen. Now sure. you don't get to see that part along your journey. So it's kind of like sure. Steve Jobs saying like, you can't connect the dots until looking back. Now I can look back at my story and saw how everything opened up and how this led sure. to this and this led to that and how doors led to doors. But um, yeah. most times the first business you're going to start is not going to be the business you end out with. And um, so I started with poker, ended up in real mm-hmm. estate investing, then went into YouTube and social media that led to team building and other businesses along the way. Sure. So all that you need to know, this, this is the key to success. Literally show up every day and work every day mm. and never stop until what you have in your mind that you're focusing on is hit. And so I can tell you right now that I had goals to become the number one, you know, net growth leader at EXP and all these different things that now, as of just a couple months ago, uh, f- for some of the recent statistics, I was number one net growth in the month of May out of 88,000 agents at our company. So wow. these were things that like could seem 
almost impossible when you were at the point of where I was. I was actually yeah. working a minimum wage job. I was stocking shelves at Academy Sports and Outdoors while I was trying to keep enough money to keep my websites going. Mm. And uh, so along the way, it definitely did not pan out the way I had in my vision in the beginning. But if you stay in for long enough and you stay in the game for long enough, what happens is the world's going to introduce you to the right people, the right opportunities are going to come across at the right time. But you have to be active. You can't just sit there in a room and say, this is, you know, I'm a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, whatever it is, you need to get out there and be around people. So the first yeah. thing that really, especially post pandemic, when people are antisocial, people have your yeah. opportunities, people have your money, people have your systems, everybody else out there has something of value that they can give to you and you can give to them. Mm. And so by getting out to networking events and finding mat, uh, mentors and, uh, yeah. you know, trying to do podcasts and just the more people, yeah. you know, the more you're going to grow. And so I would think about if your guys are newer in business, just think about building your database as far as how many phone contacts you have in your email list or in your phone and in your email list. There's a direct relationship mm -hmm. to the amount of contacts that you have that leads to a back end income stream. And then um, I'd focus not just building your mind, build your mm -hmm. body. So the first mm -hmm. thing I did was I, I changed my fitness. I mm -hmm. had low self-esteem. I hated how I looked. I lost like 60, 70 pounds. And I got jacked. Mm -hmm. Now I respected myself. It gave me the ability to go out there and others respected me. So the first step, I think, in personal growth is physical vitality. Hmm. If you don't have the energy to work hard, you will not work hard when things get tough. You're going to mm -hmm. like if you're if you're struggling in business, but you also feel bad in your body. This is a recipe for failure that you're going to step mm -hmm. back. So I fix your body first because really it affects your mind, because if you're always feeling you know, bad about yourself, you're not going to get on social media and things like that. So sure. build your body build your mind. And then you'll both those, once they're built, your bank account mm -hmm. naturally gets built behind it, but it's so, not going to be quick and you're going to yeah. have some punches in the face along the way, mm -hmm. but tr trust that your vision and your goals will hit at some point, as long as you show up every single day. And I can tell you most days along the journey, I wanted to quit and I mm -hmm. didn't think it was going to happen. I just had, I convinced myself, I just keep going at some point it will. And it did. And it took so, a lot longer than I thought it would, but uh, just stay in the game guys. With regard to the, you touched on this before we hit record and we danced around it a little bit already, but as far as, is there such a thing as too much mindset, uh, you know, or personal growth uh, consumption? Is, is Can you take it too far? Um, or as long as you're taking action, there's no such thing as too much? Or what are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I look at personal, I look at, you know, like how we strengthen our mind the same way we strengthen our body. There is probably an excessive amount, not because it's too much. It's it's just there's an opportunity cost your time that can go into other things. Mm, like that's really good. You yeah. can get pretty you can get pretty good shape going to the gym two hours a day. You don't need to go ten hours a day if that makes sense <laughs> a little bit. Like, sure. you, but you need yeah. to stay consistent on it. Like, and yeah. also like the thing about personal education and, and building your intelligence and uh, your mental fortitude. It's mm -hmm. not a I go to college for you know four years and I get my college education, never read a book mm -hmm. again, and it just stays with me. Yeah. Your mind, your, your mind's going to go just as your body does. If you work out really hard for three years and you're stage ready, you're jacked and all of a sudden you stop and you change all your patterns. And now you're went from mm -hmm. water, clean eating to sodas and hamburgers for every meal. Mm -hmm. You're going to lose your body. You, sure. you can't just like read a whole bunch of, you know, go down the path of self-development hard for like a year or two and be like, yeah. good, I'm good. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good to go. And then the next yeah. 10 years, you don't pick up a book. It's a yeah. continuous growth effort throughout our life to maintain but I would sure. say in the beginning, just like your body, build it aggressively, get in there. But once you get the plane off the ground, meaning you've kind of yeah. developed a strong foundation, then it's more in coast mode. So sure. I yeah, was pretty sense. aggressive. I was reading tons of books, 
podcast. Like it was like, say I'm in a meeting with a contractor or something. As soon as I got my car driving the next property, put on Jim Rome, Zig Ziglar, whatever it is. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, you know, it was all day, every day for like five years, really, really aggressively. So I was about five years. Now I still do it heavy personal education, but it's not like, it's not, not as intense as maybe an hour yeah. a day. Sure. Got it. Yep. Yeah. It makes it makes perfect sense. And more maintenance and you're still experiencing growth, I'm sure, but it's just not as much time as necessary to invest. And I love that what you pointed out about the opportunity cost, because your time is finite. You cannot replace it. So it's it's not to say that listening to Jim Rohn now is bad, but what are you not doing instead of doing that? Um, and that's, that's huge. And I, I was a similar way where when I, I went part-time at my job in 2015, I was still had a really long commute, like an hour and 15 minutes one way and just started cranking on, you know, real estate podcasts and different, different, um, the things that were going to inspire me and to take action. It really did change the trajectory of my career. And last year I quit my W2 and, you know, much more focused on business now. And, but, I, but I, but I agree with you that it, there's a, it doesn't need to be that intense all the time. There's just kind of a season for intensity and then you get up off the ground and then, and then you kind of can work it into your life at, you know, different levels as you need to. Um, but it, I'm, you know, it may not be balanced every day, but you do need to address, like you said, personal growth in the mind mindset, but also physical. And it, you can't just let one completely slide long-term for the other. So I love, I love everything you're, you're spitting out. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, a I think it helps like a lot of people um, when they see someone successful like myself. Let's see. It's like, you see, I still, I don't know if y'all are doing this yeah. on audio, but I got like vision boards. Vision right boards. Yeah. So this is, I do do these things. This is what led me, you know, affirmations, vision boards, yeah. creating visions, intentful goal setting. Um, I've done this for years. It, like this is the outcome of what this does. So it's not yeah. wishy-washy or woo-woo or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You move towards what you think about and what you focus on. So sure. like if you want a Lamborghini, so you can't have a Lamborghini if you never think about a Lamborghini. Now, <laughs> if you see a Lamborghini, now it triggers what's, you know, now it's the awareness, hey, that's a Lamborghini. And now no one exists. Now I might want one. So yeah. you can't have anything you don't think about. So like sure. you cannot just have a Lamborghini show up in your driveway if you don't even know what a Lamborghini is. So the first thing is you need to think about what you want. That's the first step. So everything goes from an intellectual to emotional to a physical process. So the first mm -hmm. step is an intellectual understanding. Okay, I want to build a business or I want a wife or I want this. You create a picture in your mind and you emotionally involve yourself in it. Oh, wow, that car is really sick. What is it? That's a Lamborghini. Oh, I really want one. Now you emotionally involve yourself in it. And if the emotional involvement is high enough, you'll push past and start taking risks to go get it. And it, sure. and that's why people you hear about getting a why. If your why yeah. is not emotionally strong enough, when things get tough, you sit down. So you need to pick a why that's going to push you past your emotional uh, ups and downs because they're going to come. And then if you stay in the game long enough, you'll physically have the car show up in your driveway. Hmm. Um, so like, let's say you're going to make a paint, a paint a picture like the Mona Lisa. Yeah. Well, did it just show up on a piece of paper or was it visually seen in the mind first? So is the intellectual understanding, the visual picture in the mind, sure. the emotional attachment that this is what I want to do with my time and take the risk of sitting there painting something. And then physically mm -hmm. it shows up. But the most important thing you need to understand is you cannot have anything you do not think about. Mm. So it's very important to keep everything you want in your mindset at all times and uh, that's what's going to help and then follow it up with the the time and effort and the risk along the way but sure. um, a lot you of people just both. don't have the things they want because they yeah. never think about it and then sure. they touch on it for a second but they don't believe they can actually have it so it's the thought of what you want and the belief tied to it that you can have it so if you think about like napoleon's fa famous saying it's whatever the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve 
right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Conceit, conception, most people just don't understand it. The intellectual understanding. Believe, if you think about it, the emotional involvement and achieve is the physical manifestation of it. But nobody's mm-hmm. ever really understands it enough. They read the book like once, but they really don't understand the whole type, type of process. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, the main thing is, what do you want in life? Figure it out. Think about it. Keep it in front of you at all times and never stop focusing on it. And naturally, your body is going to move towards what you're thinking about all the time. That's what it is. Sure. Yeah, that's really good. Now, I've been, uh, she doesn't want to hear from me, but my my daughter, you know, I've been talking about, uh, you know, look, who you follow on Instagram or anywhere else, it, it matters a ton. Uh, it, it really is. That's Those are your thoughts. I mean, that's that. Those people heavily influence your thoughts and your thoughts eventually become your behavior and your behavior really is you know, defines who you are at the end of the day. So um, that's really good. So talk to us because I, I do have a, some rapid fire questions to get to, but talk to us, you know, more recently about as far as say the last five years of your your professional career, what does that look like? Yeah, I'll just leave one more thing for you guys. So you guys, your thoughts are the paintbrush of your future, meaning every time you have a thought, it's like a, a brush on a painting. So it's a lot of them that go hand in hand, but they all have to be right over going towards the same painting. You can't just go all over the place. But um. It's like the like past five years. So the first five years, pretty tough, my business journey. And, and then the next five years, a lot of stuff started taking off rapidly and accelerating. Mm-hmm. So what happened was I was running out of money. I was about to go bankrupt, but I was teaching myself watching free YouTube videos, how to build WordPress websites, SEO and search engine optimization opt- and, and that type of stuff. And I built the number one lead generation websites in North Texas for most of the biggest keywords. Like we buy houses, Dallas, sell my house fast for a number of years. I've kind of been dethroned from that for a while. Um, mm-hmm. By the time I started drinking a lot of leads, I started out wholesaling houses. Mm-hmm. Um, then I moved into flipping houses, like you guys see on HGTV, used to flip mm-hmm. eight, 12 houses at a time. Mm-hmm. Started building a rental portfolio, transitioned more into like creative financing, investing, uh, creating notes and selling notes, holding partial mm-hmm. notes. Because what happened yeah. was I bought some rentals and I ran out of working capital and I got myself into a pinch. I got over, uh, I got over leveraged mm-hmm. and I came across a man named Mitch Steven. He wrote a book mm-hmm. called My Life yeah. in a Thousand Houses. He's a really good guy. He's a good friend of mine now. Yeah. And he was telling about uh, owner financing. And, and so what I did was I sold some of those properties, which brought in the down payment money on the front end, which brought the working capital into my business that I needed to run my business. I maintained my cash flow position because I'm still getting residual from the middle side of the, uh, that transaction. But then I avoided a back end expense that was hurting me, which is what mm-hmm. I think a lot of investors struggle with is like landlords. They mm-hmm. can run, they learn pretty well how to run numbers on the front side, but they have no expectation of kind of like how it could go bad on the back side. Mm-hmm. And so I avoided a lot of back end risk, freed up work cap on the front end. And so I went into that space and then um, did land deals and mobile homes uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Then what happened was I, my investor army channel, which is if you guys are interested in learning about investments, that's my investment channel called investor army yeah. people, a new brokerage popped up called exp realty and it started kind of growing quick. And it's a global uh, brokerage model that allowed us to build teams through this model. And uh, what happened was people started reaching out to me. I didn't really understand what was going on. I wasn't a licensed real estate agent. And I kind of blew it off for like two years, just to be honest. And I had tons of people reach out to me. They're all like, this is super exciting, future real estate. And I'm like, that's great. I'm not an agent. And uh, so (laughs) what happened was, this is where like the world just kind of plays crazy tricks on you. I had to speak in Mississippi at a creative real estate conference, an owner financing event, essentially. And mm-hmm. the event holder had a number of speakers down there and they put me up into a speaker's house, like kind of like an Airbnb property. Okay. And just where we all staying. And the number one team leader at EXP, uh, some people know Rob, uh, mm. 
was staying at, was speaking at the same event. So I stayed for three or four days and it was just like mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street, the movie where he said the diner is like, you proved to me you're making 72K a month. I quit my job. I work for you. I was like, he showed me he's making, I couldn't really escape because I was staying in an Airbnb with him. And he showed me he's making hundred K a month residual income in just a little over a couple of years. And I was like, you proved to me this is real. I'm going to wow. go get my real estate license. I'm going to pivot and I'm going to go around the world and, and build this with you. And he proved to me it was real. I went out there and knocked out my real estate license here. I'm five years later with an equal to or larger residual income than he had at that time. So wow, that was never my path. I never meant to be an agent, never meant to build a team. I never meant to do any of this. It was all a sequential order process of staying in the game, mm-hmm. fighting the adversities, doing the best I could at the present moment. And right. then the world will open up the opportunities yeah. along the way. The right people will come in. You just naturally end up in a house with the number of person in the world. But <laughs> what I also don't talk about is like how like how strong the energies and the manifestation side of things are because mm-hmm. I, for time purposes, I leave this out, but I'll tell this here mm-hmm. for y'all. Sure. Um, I convinced myself in my mind after I stayed with Rob that I was going to go back and get my license. And this is, if you're in sales or in in, uh, any follow-up business, this is important to understand. My temperature was raised from disinterested to interested, but Mm -hmm. temperatures can go up and down. And Mm -hmm. when I got back, life kicked in. I had a bunch of problems and fires and contractors stealing. But three weeks later, my interests had dropped to disinterested. Not, Mm -hmm. Not that I was disinterested. It was that I was now distracted and it wasn't, sure. it was leaving my thought process so that you need to have a strong follow-up because if, if this didn't happen, I would not be here because what happened was I had to speak at another real estate conference on the mm-hmm. other side of the country and it was in Arizona. And this was like maybe a month later and I get to this event and there's like four or five speakers. And ironically, guess who was speaking at that event? <laughs> Rob Flick. Same guy. So yeah. myself and Rob, two yeah. different events within a month of each other. Just however you want to think about wow. God, universe, attraction, energy, sure. however you want to look at it. I never met him before, didn't know who he was. And now, and I've been speaking for years. And so at that point, at that point, I connected to, I was like, okay, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And that's when I got back and I got, I, I signed up at that event for my real estate course. I landed and, uh, on that Monday and I knocked out the tests as fast as the state would legally allow me. I was all in. Passed the test, got licensed within five uh, weeks, and we went to 150 agents our first year, 300 second year, 600 or so third year. Hmm. At 1,000 agents, my fourth year at the company went to about 1,600, and now we're currently closing on 2,900 agents, adding between 150 and 175 a month. And this wow. year, uh, we're tracking uh, to already do about $4 billion in sales so far this year. Wow. I mean, and, and you know, I, I just want to reemphasize that like the whole poker thing happened completely outside of your control, right? And you know, and a lot of what has happened to you in the last five years also was outside of your control. I mean, you, you, you mentioned the, these two events with, with, uh, Rob, and it's like, it's not like you controlled that at all, but you also showed up every day and continue to you know take the long-term view and work and work and work. So it's, I think, you know, I love the fact that, you know, in a sense, the universe, you know, screwed you over, if you will, back in your poker days, but now you're kind of being rewarded for staying in it, staying in the game. And, and, um, that's, that's awesome. So now what is, what does it look like today? Like, what does a week look like for you right now? Yes. Yeah, so, um, it can vary quite, um, sure. So I have a set schedule throughout the week where I have, I run mastermind calls for the group. I do a lot of live trainings. I do certain presentations and, and certain things are set in my schedule Mm-hmm. And then what a lot of the rest of my week does I do is uh, I support a lot of our team leaders and the agents in our group 
by helping them build their organizations. For example, talking to agents or team leaders or broker owners that they may not have the ability to communicate effectively enough. Let's say I, we have a brand and new agent that came on, but their best friend's mother's a broker or something like that, where they may not have the ability to communicate right then that, that this is an opportunity and how to do so. So they mm -hmm. use me kind of to lean on. So I do a lot of three-way calls and closing calls for my partners and helping train them. And I do a lot of like consulting calls just for inside the business. Mm -hmm. And I'm doing, you know, more social media like this now, more podcasting. Yeah. Um, I run a podcast, but just kind of for our team, just it's promotion mm -hmm. for the agents. I used to run an investor army podcast. There's actually an investor army podcast channel out there that I've not been active on years, but there's still mm -hmm. about a hundred good podcasts on there. Some creative financing ones and uh, nice. at least options, sub two wraps. If you guys really like sub two and owner finance, mm -hmm. look for the ones with Grant Kipp and Tim Cook. Uh, those are really good. And, um, I mean, awesome. so, uh, it just, yeah. it was just things that just like know where you want to go guys and just wake up every yeah. day and things will pan out. You yeah. don't know who's going to come in your life. You don't know what business is going to be the one that, that makes it just yeah. know that every day you're meeting people every day, you're learning something and every day you get closer to your goals, no matter what's happening. But it's when you take time off and stop and break momentum and, uh, you know, two weeks mm -hmm. in and one week out and you start doubting yourself. So the one thing that I, 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 I really linked on too hard was at one point I met a lot of successful people and it wasn't mm -hmm. like a slight on them. It was just like, they're cool, normal people. And I mm -hmm. just realized that all these mm -hmm. normal people, just like me, that were born in this world, just like me, that have a heart and yeah. goals and blood run through body. Mm -hmm. They didn't come from, they had to figure it out. And mm -hmm. I just had this understanding that I will figure it out and I'll never stop sure. until I do figure it out. And I did. Yeah. You will figure it out that. if you never stop. But if you stop and you doubt yourself and you pivot and change things all around, yeah. go this way for a day, come back and go this way for you got to right. stay convicted in the path for long enough, even right. if that's not the business that's going to make it. But right. you can't just change things every two months. Um, sure. So even my investment no. business in poker and all this were year, multi year commitments. Yeah, they yeah. weren't just like, sure. oh, I tried this for six months and it went to this sure. and then this. Right. It was big efforts over a long period of time that built credibility that allowed yeah. people in those that in those little micro universes that had credibility right. that also bridged other micro universes that helped me walk yeah. across the bridge with them to find. So for example, I wouldn't have been able to meet a Rob Flick if I hadn't become successful enough in the investing side mm -hmm. to be able to speak at the same event with them. Sure. So that kind of makes sense. Absolutely. And that led me to a bridge to a different environment, yeah. which was the outcome, which was the one that gave me the outcome I have. Now. Yeah. But I, but I love what you're kind of hinting at as far as when you're looking at these other successful people, you know, I, I'm the same way. It's not, it doesn't, there's normally not anything special about them. It's not that they're not special. I, I don't mean to put them down like as a person, but it's like they've just learned how to create the right mindset and the right habits to produce the right behavior, to produce the right results. And no, not everything is within our control, but at the end of the day, for the most part, I it's, yeah, these people, they're just, they're just people. <laughs> you know, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like you and I do. So there's a lot of com I think most a lot of us tend to sell ourselves short and use that as an excuse. Oh, it must be nicer. Oh, they're different. They're successful. I'm not or something. And it, and they're just people that have figured it out. And if they if it you know so I to me that's that's super encouraging. It's, it's incredibly important. I remember a lot of long nights where like I'd be sitting at the end of a long day where I was struggling like about to break down and just thinking like I had been successful yet. I hadn't. <laughs> made money. I was going yeah. that, and I'm like, is it even possible? Or is the system right. completely, is it rigged? Like, can even a normal person like me actually 
really make it or do it does without cheating or scamming people mm-hmm. or did all these people just come because they had a, a family member give them an opportunity or they caught a lucky break or they came from i yeah. I, I had this battle in my mind can yeah. is it actually even possible now when i started coming across more people that I actually had relationships with because when you're seeing successful people for they're either on stage or they're on the NFL football field, or they're on right. camera or something where you don't have a personal relationship and you didn't see kind of how they got there. And you don't, you create a belief system of how they did it in your mind. That's like somehow they're special and they're beyond what you are. Therefore right. you can't do it too. But sure. once you understand that these are all just normal people, just like you, and it was mm-hmm. a process that they went through, just like cooking a cake. If you follow the right steps in the right order, you're going to get the right cake out. Sure. This, what it does is it, it gives you the confidence in yourself that you can figure it out, which eliminates the fear and it gets you mm-hmm. to push past risk and burn the ships yeah. and go completely all in. Because up mm-hmm. until that moment for me, I was a little bit hesitant to really go on and take full yeah. commitment to it, which is what it takes to, to win at a big level. Because yeah. if there's always this doubt that it's not even possible to even achieve and, you know, or it's just like you have to win the lottery. Like if you're convincing yourself that that there's that few of a chance out of a million to actually do it, you're not, when things get tough, your brain's going to move towards the thought process that the risk or the the price is too high to pay. I've already put too much time, money, and effort into this. Mm-hmm. If I keep going down this road for another year, then I'm just farther into the hole. In another year, mm-hmm. I'm farther into the hole. Instead mm-hmm. of understanding this, you know, you you just stay on that road and it's going to pan out. But um, mm-hmm. that, yeah, I really think good. that would help a lot of people understanding that I came from nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Not nothing. I mean, I had good parents. So they always had clothes. Sure. Them up, clo- you know, I got yeah. clothes, food, never yeah. was hungry or anything like that. Had great parents. Sure. But I didn't come from like wealth or anything like that. And um, right. we, we had money problems just like everybody else, normal middle-class family. I sure. had no lucky breaks. I had no, you know, handoffs, nobody to introduce. Like I just straight did this from internal creation process mm-hmm. from believing I could and, and following up yeah. with energy. So you guys, no matter where you came from, no matter what you look like, who your parents are, what what city you came from, you know, none of this matters because there's kind of two belief systems here. It's either, I don't know if we talked about this earlier, but it's either our thought process or our thinking process creates our environment or our environment right. creates our thinking process. So right. is it the things I tell myself and believe in my mind that leads to the outcome, my, my results, the house, the car, the businesses I built, or is it the environment around me? Who's a, who's the president? How do I look? Who are my parents? Mm-hmm. Did I come from money? How, do I speak with a list? You know, whatever right. it is, does that create my thinking? So it has right. to be one or the other. We either internally control our future or the environment around us dictates where we show up. And sure. most of the world feels it's the president. I mean, think about this next election. How many people are going to get hyped up on it? Who cares? Like, right. seriously, <laughs> right. not to go off, the deep, go off the deep end, yeah. but uh, it's, they're all the same anyway. It's like, it does not matter, guys. It does not matter <laughs> what you look like, who you are, guy, girl, color. Like, this does not matter. We have so many successful people in our organization from every walk of life, from every belief system. Some are religious, some you know, are not. It's, it's mm-hmm. all that matters is that you pick a goal. That's big enough that you'll stick to it. That's worth achieving when things get tough and you never stop and you show up every day, you will get there. But um, yeah, if you so stop, then you can't yeah. get there. So it's, that's really good. So yeah, you ready for some quick uh, rapid fire questions? Let's get them. All right. What is one thing that people misunderstand about you, Connor? Uh, that I have like a crazy bass fishing addiction. <laughs> so um, oh, really? I think it's weird to people that like, I fish all the time. It's a hobby of mine. So when I was little, uh, like when people wanted to be like a professional like athlete or an astronaut or a yeah. doctor, I would wrote, I want to be a professional bass fisherman. So like when I get huh. out of school and I'm like 10, I'm going to the pond every day and now they see me fish. But what they, uh, so one of the cool things is I just ordered my dream boat comes in actually like a week from now. 
I'll be fishing in the Bassmaster Opens here at some point in the future, which was my childhood dream. So So I have that kind of weird hobby, but there's a lot of things that fishing does as far as like giving me the ability to get outside, clear my mind, disconnect from technology, gives me the ability to connect to the world. It, uh, it gives me the ability to have enjoyment in my life because for many Mm. years of my business career, I was a lot more miserable when I didn't have a hobby Mm. and I worked really long hours. I was working 16, 18 hours a day. I believe that it's better to work maybe 10 to 12 hours a day and have a fulfilled hobby on the side. Mm. Yeah. So that, that's interesting. You, you, you have so much energy. I would not have pegged you for someone who like, enjoys fishing, but that's, that's fantastic. Um, all right. You ready to keep rolling? What is, uh, what is one of your biggest, actually, what, what's, if you could give your 18 year old self some advice, what would that be? Uh, drop out of college and go right into business and okay. uh, never stop until I achieve it and not go okay. into any business. Like one of the biggest mistakes that I made starting out guys was I chose my first business as the high liability intensive business, meaning it has a, a run rate, meaning expense driven business. The way I got in debt was I had marketing expenses and, and dollar expenses. So I was going backwards, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars a month. Yeah. What I would have done differently is like my first business why I got in debt, I chose it to go into real estate investing and had high marketing costs and big expenses. I needed websites, you know, lots of different things that had me going backwards each, each month. Now, what this does is it clouds the mind you're going backwards. So you're in a negative mindset when you're regressing or going backwards, it creates stress, anxiety, depression. When we're progressing in life, we have hope that, you know, we're in the positive emotion state. So I would have gone straight into sales of some type, Mm. selling real estate, selling insurance, Mm. mortgages, network marketing, something that I could build my business with my work ethic and not my dollars. And because Mm. I went into debt, which is really what slowed me down for years. And then I would not have gone to college. And I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying here. I'm not saying don't get educated. I'm saying mm-hmm. educate yourself on something that matters, which is business. If you want to make money, sure. I mean, I literally, I'm not gonna tell you which school. I mean, I guess maybe I said earlier, I had a pretty good <laughs> education. I literally can't tell you anything I learned from college back to high school, aside from generic math and some basic things. But um, mm-hmm. all, yeah. everything I learned that made me successful in life came after college to personal education. And I think people hear when I say, don't go to college, like don't get educated. If you're listening to that, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The most important thing that got me here was my education, but it was on the mm-hmm. right things. I, I study what you want in life. If you want to be a baseball player, aggressively study baseball, you mm-hmm. know, all the different things you can find in baseball, find baseball mentors. If you want to become wealthy, what I did when I started out, I studied wealth. I looked into the ba- backstories of the wealthiest people in the world, Andrew Carnegie, Vanderbilt, Henry Ford. JP Morgan Chase, uh, you know, and I've studied success. How do you become successful? I study people like Bruce Lee. I study people like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I study successful people. So whatever you want, educate yourself on it and find the patterns that they used to get to where they got to and recreate those patterns. And you're going to show up at hopefully the same result if you don't ever stop. But, um, yeah, yeah, so I would have saved those few years and gone right into business. And I could tell you, I would have been way further along, Mm -hmm. um, so parents don't get mad at me, but uh, when your kids become <laughs> well, successful, saving, a decade later, parents, take you all over the world. <laughs> yeah, saving the parents a lot of money. Um, you've mentioned that residual income. That is that personal income, or is it spread out among uh, different partners? Or just curious. You know, you yeah, mentioned so, a couple of times. Yeah, my which one? Like all my income streams, or well, just, just like the you know, however you're. I guess whatever you're comfortable sharing. You know, we don't want to get too personal, of course. But look, you were at rock bottom. Yeah. You were. Um, you had nothing financially. And so can you speak to kind of where you are now? Yeah. So over the years, I probably had over, uh, I've tried probably like at least 25 separate income streams I've had over the years. Now I definitely don't have 25 active income streams. Some of them would Mm -hmm. be like, 
I tried insurance for a little bit, did that for sure. like a year, didn't want to do it. So I tried lots of different stuff. So be, sure. be rapid trying things. Yeah. But um, by far the, my favorite infrastructure I've ever built is the EXP revenue share model. And mm-hmm. uh, it's not shared with anybody else, but just for Republic sure. Trace, we can't go too, too deep sure, into sure. it. No, but uh, last month, it was substantially over six figures a month. And that's a net residual income. Uh, there's awesome. no, it's not gross or like, that's right. a net residual income. Right. And it's over six figures last month. Quite that's amazing. It's awesome. If you were given $10 million tomorrow, what would you do with it? Not for your business, just to, just to check to you. Um, so can I spend it into other businesses or you mean you just can, like, you just can, like, but yeah. there's no strings attached, whatever you want to do. Yeah. I would just accelerate at the way I'm doing. I would, um, sure. I would, so anytime I get ahead, I use some money to gamble with because I came from that background. So you want to take <laughs> some to play high risk strategies, you know, mm-hmm. like for example, maybe like say you're trading in some, some long-term stocks that are pretty safe and mm-hmm. then maybe playing some like small, like little penny stocks or you know, like Bitcoin, not Bitcoin, but like sure. small crypto. So you, I take some, hopefully what if type of money, I play that, then I put some long-term secured money at a lower rate. So you have a security foundation where you're investing it, where you're like, I can get a guaranteed good return off this, but then you don't yeah. want to tie all your money up. You want to keep some that you're going to go for the big play. And then um, I would definitely use some to create like a nonprofit or something like that mm. and uh, do something to give back because- sure. You know, once you kind of get to where you have a, I'd say maybe like about two, $3 million, unless you really think you like need private jets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause like $3 million net worth, you can still have a Lamborghini. You can still have the nice house. You can still have all these things. Sorry guys, my mm-hmm. phone's ringing. I don't know if you can hear that, okay. no. but um, you know, I would, I would urge you guys that once you become successful, after you enjoy the money for a little bit, you'll realize it doesn't really keep you happy to do something yeah. good for others because it's, it's when we do good for others, what we do, we look back at ourselves and say, we're a good person. I help them and everybody wins. So you start to develop a respect for yourself. <clears throat> so if Love you that. want to be happy, do things that create respect for yourself. Love that. And so that's right. really kind of the key to happiness. And most people get to that point in their money and it's <laughs> strip clubs yeah. and all sorts of stuff. I mean, like sure. I bought some ex Cowboys football players houses that flipped and some of them had $20 million in the bank after taxes and they gambled it all off playing. Um, you know, I'm not going to give you the one guy's name. $20 million after taxes was a Super Bowl winner. Uh, lost it all betting $100,000 per game, betting like five, six sports games a weekend. And wow. then he had like a $7 million free and clear house that he took a HELOC off of for like $5 million or something. Mm-hmm. Started a bunch of random businesses with friends that he didn't vet. And before he knew it, he's actually now, unfortunately, a crackhead and drugged wow. out living in a very low price point market. I'm not going to embarrass the guy, but I've yeah. seen this happen. So wow. be be mature with your money. Sure. Invest into something that's going to create generational wealth. So I'd tie it, have some ownership positions, not just in businesses, but in mm-hmm. assets, meaning yep. storage units, apartment complexes, mobile home parks, sure. things like that. And yeah. then I would, uh, you know, yeah. put some other money into high, higher return types of businesses, like uh, sure. that can be scaled quickly, internet businesses, product businesses, and things like that. And awesome. uh, look at them like oil holes and do lots, gotcha. lots of different things. One pops off and. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. All right. As we wrap up here, Connor, what um you've mentioned a bunch of books. Is there any one other book you want to mention uh, that recommend for my for my audience? Uh, I'm trying to think of not a cliche one. Um, I mean, like I think the books that helped me the most later, as I got farther into business, were books that helped me with um, relationships, communication, 
and emotional awareness, things like, mm-hmm. you know, how to win friends and influence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a book called influence It's uh Robert Cialdini mm-hmm. is how you say his yeah, name, sure. maybe. Um, but understanding how to control your emotions and uh, emotional awareness, emotional control, because in business, you're going to have ups and downs. And for example, in poker, once you lose a big hand by accident, what happens is you get on what's called tilt and it's a shifting of your normal emotional state, which you're making rational, logical decisions, but now you're frustrated mm. and upset. And now you're going to make worse decisions around it. Mm. And I don't think people talk enough about emotional mm. control in, mm. in business because you can take one bad thing that happens, mm-hmm. go off in your head and frustrate yourself and cause 10 other problems that day that cause mm-hmm. 10 other problems the next day. And it's a compounding negative backward cycle. So the number one thing that helped me get to where I got to is learning how to control my mind and learning how to control um, my thought processes. So obviously think of rich as a staple. Um, Some, some good ones are short. Like I read as man thinketh by James Allen was one of the first ones Mm -hmm. I read. Um, Rich dad, poor dad is kind of cliche, but it does help. I think a lot of people understand business. And then, um, you know, there's just like a bunch of random books. Uh, There's a book called a, Power of the Subconscious Mind by Joseph Mercy, Joseph Murphy, I think it's called. Okay. Um, there's, That's good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I go off forever. Okay. But, um, no worries. You definitely, it's clearly a big part of your, of your life and, and part of your success story for sure. Um, so where can our listeners find you online? I know uh, agentwolfpackfounder.com is uh, yep. your website. And I know you're starting, you have... Another, not just the Investor Army YouTube channel, but I think you have your own channel as well, right? Yes. So if you guys are interested in learning real estate investments, I've got like three to 400 videos on my Investor Army channel, all the way from wholesaling to creative financing and everything in between. And then if you're just looking for overall entrepreneurship coaching in general, I do that on my new personal brand channel, Connor Steinberg. It's an entrepreneurship channel, but we do touch on team building and EXP type of stuff, kind of like how Patrick at David has valuetainment. Yeah. He's, you know, more on entrepreneurship channel, but he came from the insurance space. That's where his business is. Mm-hmm. And then sure. that's where, if you guys want to learn, you know, time management, how to build self-esteem, you know, mindset control, all that type of stuff's on that channel. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Instagram, I started getting active on for the first time, like last year, mm-hmm. I'm a little bit older. I never mm-hmm. really did much, but uh, I'm doing more on Instagram, but I have nothing to sell guys. I have no products or services. Um, the only thing I'm here to do, you know, is, is if you are actually interested in working with me, we give out all my coaching training systems, my social media academies, my team building systems, you know, all the different things we do. It's given to our partners when they join us at DXP. And I, that's all I'm really looking to do is to get into conversations with people because the nature of what I do, I'm so busy behind the scenes. I don't have the ability to get into safe conversations or reach out to people and contact them pretty much. You have to reach out to me if you want to join my team. I don't reach out to people. And this is just a, a good way for me to help others, help you, help the audience, help myself and everybody wins and uh, yeah. get myself in front of a potential new audience uh, that may awesome. not know me and may trigger, hey, this guy seems cool. Maybe I give him a call and yeah, never know, absolutely. it leads into a long-term relationship. So investorarmy.com and then Investor Army on YouTube. And then you've got agentwolfpackfounder.com and your kind of... Connor Steinbrook uh, YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, anything. Investorarmy.com being rebuilt yep. right now, so okay. I don't know if got it's it. up yet. Got it's it. kind of like a stagnant mode, but um, yeah, got it. It'll be up there. Okay. Well, Connor, we've we've uh, covered a ton of ground. <laughs> you're you're a wealth of inspiration, a wealth of knowledge. I mean, I appreciate you being vulnerable and talking about the dark days and 
you know, I, I know that's not always easy. Even if, even if you've talked about it before, it's still not an easy thing to revisit mentally, but we appreciate you being vulnerable and, and honest and open with, with our listeners. The whole goal, like I said, is for the listener to learn from your story. Take, I mean, you've, you've really spewed a lot of really good advice for sure. So um, thank you so much for joining us. It's, it's been awesome. Yeah, you may have to go back and watch it again, guys, because I talk fast, but that's the last little <laughs> nugget I'm going to leave you with. Uh, learn to do things quickly. Walk fast, read fast, type fast, walk fast, speak fast. You're going to get to your goals a lot faster. And I don't think yeah. a lot of people think about that. And if you're yeah. talking at twice the speed, reading at twice the speed, doing all the things at twice the speed, skill sets and everything held constant with your competition, you're going to get there faster. So I learned to yeah. just do things quickly. And so I yeah. think if you can get in the habit of that, you're going to get your goals quickly. But I had fun. I hope you guys learned yeah. something. And, uh, See you guys on the next one. Connor Steinbrook, thank you so much, man. And you're absolutely right. It's, uh, you know, we can't get any time back. That's the one one, uh, asset that that is our most valuable resource. None of us can create time, really. So if you can move faster through the next 10 minutes, next hour, next week, and get twice as much done, I mean, you're going to get there twice as fast. So um, thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. And uh, to our listener. To our listener out there, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you spending your most valuable resource with us, and that is your time. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Investors, have you ever experienced challenging communication or the headache of tracking taxes and insurance? Meet BiFi, a loan servicing company founded by investors for investors. With an expert team and best-in-class vendors, BiFi will partner with you to service your loan from start to exit. Visit buyfiLS.com to see how you can get started today. That's B-I-F-I-L-S.com. Thank you for spending your most valuable resource with us, your time. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and fellow podcast listeners. One entrepreneur at a time, we can change the world. See you next time. Hey there, it's Jamie Bateman. Ever felt boxed in by life's challenges? Dive into my new book, From Adversity to Abundance, Inspiring Stories of Mental, Physical, and Financial Transformation. Available now on Amazon. From a former bank robber's redemption to a young entrepreneur's victory over hurdles, these stories are not just inspiration. They're the roadmaps to your transformation. Whether for you or as a powerful gift to friends and family, especially those who might not tune into podcasts, this book is a beacon to a life of abundance. Ignite that inner fire and set your course to the life you've imagined. Purchase yours today on Amazon and light the path for someone you love.